Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there and welcome to August 1. Bound and determined to keep things as light as possible. Speaking of which, by the way, I won't be here tomorrow. Can't be. I gotta. I just found this out. I have to go do <laughs> a stress test. I said I do a stress test every day from 10 to 11. What I need to do a damn stress test for. I have to do a stress test. They do them in the morning, and um, there's an, even though I'm it's really early, but uh, there's no way I'm gonna get out in time I don't think to do the show so we'll just we'll let it go I'll be back uh, Friday okay (laughs) so in an effort to keep my stress at a relatively low level um, a friend sent me this knowing I could use things that keep my stress at a low level and uh, she picked this up off of uh, reddit yeah and uh, it's a question making the rounds. Uh, what what should the official animal of Pittsburgh be? I mean, I know, what's the official animal of the state? Like, roadkill? I think that's what it should be, is roadkill. But uh, on the other hand, I don't know. Um, I mean, all these kinds of designations are stupid, silly, whatever, but uh, somebody is passing around. What should be, if you just think about it for a second, I'll give you some of the, some of the things that have been uh, suggested. I thought it might be. White-tailed deer is uh, Pennsylvania, but I'm saying there's just as many of them as roadkill as uh, the dead white-tailed deer is the uh, official state uh, animal. Here are some of the possibilities that have been suggested. Uh, an Allegheny whitefish. What? So I don't know what that is, but then someone else did. Um, the Allegheny whitefish is a, a used condom that has found its way into the river. I don't know why people are incapable of being serious anymore. Um, what else? Oh, here's a good one. The gnat, but spelled G apostrophe N-A-T. <laughs> Some of you folks who aren't from Pittsburgh aren't going to get a lot of these, I think so, but uh, just hang in there with us for a moment. Uh, okay, the uh, animal. Uh Official animal of Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, here somebody said a malnourished white-tailed deer. Well, no, I think a dead one is actually the right the the right response, frankly. Um, no one's being serious. Come on now. Uh, A furry. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Furry. (coughs) Uh, 
Okay, come on, guys. We need an animal. Some people are coming in with mascots. It's not an animal. Uh, uh, no, it's, it's just not happening. I'm sorry. A deer tick. Now we're getting a little more <laughs> interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, a stink bug. Okay, they're really into insects rather than uh, animals, uh, too. Um, well, this isn't bad. Uh, a drunk driving anthropomorphic pierogi. Uh, 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 I think I'm pretty much done here. A lot of people have said a penguin, uh, but... I don't think so. Um, <laughs> okay, peregrine falcon. Now that's one that is, um, yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay, some of these I can't even. Um, oh my God, people. Some people are awful. Excuse me, just awful. Uh, I guess that's it. I should just stop. Um, I don't know which one your favorite was, but I believe uh, Beaver, Forbes, Aggressive Canada Goose, a Mud Puppy, uh, a Pennsylvania Barking Spider, uh, a Jackalope. I'm just saying, a lot of people are saying Traffic Cone, but that's just, I mean... Uh, Here's somebody say the official animal of Pittsburgh should be the Omnibus Portatorius familiaris, one of the largest predators seen in the seen around Pittsburgh, a highly social creature seen roosting for the night in large packs around East Liberty. In what? Okay, never mind. That's it. Uh, that's it. Sorry, I should have quit about. 45 seconds ago. All right, there was that. That's about all I have for uh, lighthearted uh, stuff. <laughs> it's slim pickings these days. Uh, did you see the uh, video from uh, CNN of uh, their White House reporter, Jim Acosta, attempting to do his job uh, while... Uh, at a Trump rally. Do you recall any other president continuing to run for president the entire time he's in office? It, it's pretty... So, anyway, there's this Jim Acosta guy, and he is <laughs> trying to do a report, and behind him is a crowd of... Some of America's finest, I'm sure. These are, oh my God, you look at them and, yeah. Those are the folks that gave us Trump. They are um, overwhelmingly white. There are two black guys uh, sort of in the front and they're holding a sign that says, Blacks for Trump. <laughs> they're the only two um, to be seen. Uh, so I'm assuming they have a sense of humor. I don't know. Uh, so they're all, all these fine Americans are, um, 
screaming and yelling obscenities, uh, giving the middle finger. Uh, and Acosta later wrote on, uh, I think, the Huffington Post that he, and I can't blame him, is starting to feel, frankly, frightened for his uh, physical safety. For some, for some reason, um, uh, Trump's mob has uh, zeroed in on him more than any other, I guess because Trump has zeroed in on CNN. Um, and... He's worried. He says, you know, this is going to go keep going on. The president actively whips them up during his rallies, pointing to the members of the press and, uh, you know, doing his fake news thing and his and, and enemy of the people thing. And um, someone is going to get hurt. It's just a matter of uh, time. So at Trump rallies now, one of the big things is, is the crowd wanting to please uh, Der Fuhrer, uh, you know, does these things, does these chants. There's not just lock her up anymore or build the wall. There's, you know, uh, F, the, F the press and um, fake news. And even Anthony Scaramucci, do you remember him? <laughs> Famously, uh, Trump's uh, press secretary or uh, communications director, was that it, uh, for about uh, two minutes. Um, he finds this frightening. And he says the free press needs to be protected uh, that's why the First Amendment is the First Amendment. Um, so, whatever, we're, um, I think we're heading towards something like, I guess, akin to the kind of treatment that media get in, uh, in Trump's uh, boyfriend's uh, country, uh, Russia, where uh, they are killed. I mean, they're regularly killed, so... I guess we're heading that uh, way. And speaking of uh, media and Trump supporters, okay, I remember seeing this word yesterday or the day before and thinking, what the hell is that? And the word, and I don't know how to pronounce it, is Q, do you know what I'm going to talk about here? What is it? Q-anon. Yeah, Q-anon. Q and then Anon. Uh, you'll be seeing more about it. It is also a uh, one of the uh, despicable things that have come from Trump's uh, supporters. And uh, media were reporting that at this last rally, there were an awful lot of people in Trump's mob uh, wearing T-shirts with Q's on them. So what is Q-Anon? Uh, who am I looking at here? The Washington Post uh, literally 
in the headline about what is QAnon calls it a deranged conspiracy cult. And they now are up front and center in, uh, in the rallies that Trump is having. And we know that uh, Trump himself gets into conspiracy theories a lot. Um, but this Q Anon is particularly creepy. They have a specific place that they gather on the internet called 8chan. It's an anonymous, it's categorized as an anonymous image board, also known as Infinite Chan. And the post says it, it, it is best described as the unglued twin of the better known 4chan. And 4chan is already a total wackadoodle site. So they're saying the Q guys, QAnon, make 4chan, and I believe it was 4chan behind the uh, Hillary is uh, trafficking children at a pizza place in, yeah? Is they were behind the pizza thing, 4chan was, where uh, someone, an armed gunman, actually went in attempting to free these children. Uh, child sex slaves being held in a pizza parlor in New York by Hillary Clinton. Um, people who believe that, and there are guys, I hate to tell you, there are apparently just a whole ton of them. Now, this new crowd, QAnon, is uh, being said to be much worse. Okay, I'm just going to read this because I don't even understand it. Uh, uh, there is um, these people feel that they are essentially waging war against the deep state in service to Donald Trump. And that People in this group, I'll just read this because I don't even understand. It's not even English to me. Feeds Q, feeds disciples or bakers, scraps of intelligence or breadcrumbs. And they then, the disciples, the t-shirt wearing guys, scramble to bake the crumbs into an understanding of the storm. The storm, folks, follow me here, is what they call whatever the hell is coming. And they get that term from Donald Trump, who made a reference last year to the calm before the storm. I mean, I 
I've said the calm before the storm. I wasn't signaling uh, for people a year hence to pick up on that, that it was like a, a secret statement, and I'll, I'll throw them breadcrumbs to be baked into whatever it is. I, people are falling for this. And what they now see as the meaning of the storm is the president's final conquest over the deep state and the elites. Uh, anyway, it says right here, these QAnon people were front and center at the Florida State Fairgrounds Expo Hall when Trump spoke there. Signs were held up. We are Q. Where we go, one and all go. They're wearing the t-shirts. They are absolutely certain that Hollywood celebrities are all pedophiles. If you go to where these goes go, guys go for their news, there are uh, video testimonials, uh, I don't call them testimonials, by, by people who say that they were abused by this actor, that actor, the other actor. Um, so there you have it. Uh, Pizzagate, uh, that's going to look like a perfectly rational, reasonable possibility uh, that you call. Oh, I understand how people might have believed that Hillary Clinton was uh, trafficking uh, children as sex slaves in a pizza, you know. And... So Q is really hoping that Trump starts mentioning them and getting them out there. Um, wow. Okay, so that's all. I just I'm just telling you something that I didn't know, and now you know. Uh, it's Washington Post again says, uh, viewing their message boards, it's clear that QAnon crosses into a new frontier. Um, in the black hole of conspiracy in which Q has plunged its followers, they believe that Trump actually pretended to collude with the Russians to create a pretense to hire a special counsel, namely Robert Mueller, who is actually working for Trump as a white hat or hero to expose the Democrats. This is what the Q folks believe. Uh, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and George Soros they believe, are planning a coup d'etat. 
And when they aren't planning a coup d'etat, they are still involved in trafficking children. J.P. Morgan, long dead, sunk the Titanic. Uh, I mean, the Illuminati looms large in QAnon, as do the Rothschilds, the Jewish uh, banking family. Uh, my God. So it's the usual. It's just... Uh, these guys are they're insane, they're fascists, they're anti-Semites, they're racist. Um, they love Francis Ford Coppola. What? They believe a great awakening will precede the final storm foretold by Donald Trump. And once they bake or make sense of all the crumbs information that they are fed by Q, they will usher in a Christian revival that will presage total victory. Every once in a while, Q disappears for a while and followers go berserk. Please tell me where to go, one Q wrote last month. I feel lost. Ah, this shouldn't surprise you. Roseanne Barr appeared to endorse Q when she got into the child sex abuse stuff. She has sought to make contact with Q and has retweeted messages from Q. Uh, okay. Uh Police uh, said recently that they are uh, looking for a man seen in a photo um, who was outside Michael Avenatti's law office. That's Stormy Daniels' attorney. And uh, he, I don't know. I don't, who the hell? I mean, I don't know. Just saying, you know, it's hard to believe that we got so far gone, isn't it? Were we always? Maybe we were. We just didn't know it. But, you know, if you look at the, the mob behind uh, Jim Acosta in those videos or just look at the crowd at Trump's rally, this idea that we are supposed to understand them <laughs> and that we are somehow responsible for their rage um, is bullshit. really unbelievable uh okay we got a call hello hello lynn yeah hi. hi hey um these are the same people that listen to alex jones yeah nut job yeah and um rt you got to watch the rt because it's it's anti-establishment then you got msnbc is for the democrats somewhat and fox is for the 
Republicans. I and always say there's the right, the left, and then there's the truth. <laughs> well, well, RT, wait a minute. RT, I just heard of for the first time the other day, and they it was defined as a Russian, uh, that's a Russian uh, controlled site. Is it on the internet? Right. That's yeah, that's Russian, absolute Russian. Well, they have, they have a television station, too. You can just on TV. Where? On RT, if you get it. I don't get it anymore, but you, I used to get it when I had Comcast. Yeah. It says RT, they have news. Ed Schultz was on it. One that oh, away. Jesus. Was, H. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Schultz is now working for the Russians. Okay, fine. No longer working for him now. Yeah. God knows who he's moved on to. Okay. No, he's he passed away. Ed Schultz? Ed Schultz. He was 64, I think. Wow. Yeah. He's dead. I think last week. Or the week last before. week? I can't remember. Yeah, it was just recently. Huh. Yeah. You might all remember oh. him as, uh, you know, he started, week, uh, he was a radio uh, talk show person. Yeah. Supposedly liberal in Nebraska, right? And then um, yeah. got picked up by MSNBC. I never liked him. He was supposed to be like the common man kind of guy. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of No, and it turns out he really uh, is a wackadoodle. Or was. Jeez. But the Russians are smart. They have those people on those stations, on those shows, and they're doing all their dirty work. Yeah. They're bashing the United States. I don't know if it's true, some of it or not. I don't know. The only thing I noticed about MSNBC, now they're complaining about the Russian meddling, and they're saying all how they, well, the United States has always done that. We've changed uh, leaderships in other countries. Yeah, but yeah. They never bring that side up. That's why I question MSNBC. It's it's all for the left. They're the Democrats. It's their Democrat spokespeople, to somewhat, I think. Well, they, look. I mean, it seems to me we got to keep our eye on our. Pro look, yeah, our country well, has done that. that, but right now it is quite clear that we got Russians and others making inroads into assuring oh, yeah. that my vote or your vote doesn't count or that whole right. bunches of American voters are being misled. I mean, the information about how they, it was the Russians who ramped up the split between the Sanders voters and the established uh, Democrats, and they were extraordinarily successful in harming Hillary by doing that. They weren't just actively trying to help Trump. They were trying to really right. hurt her. And they did it by pushing by pushing Bernie Sanders. He got a lot of help from the Russians and also pushing Jill Stein. Anyone who was going to bleed uh, votes away from Hillary and give the election consequently to Donald Trump. I even met a guy... Um, recently, uh, who, who actually belongs to the ACLU, and he admitted that when Bernie didn't get the nomination, he felt strongly that it, he, it, the system had been rigged against him, this is what the Russians had put out, that Bernie would have won it, 
And he was so enraged, he voted for Trump. This is an ACLU member. And I said, man, excuse me, but I would really like to punch you in the face. What an idiot. And, and... I at least appreciated that he was willing to uh, say that to someone who he knew would want to punch him in the face. But he ain't alone. A lot of Bernie people, and this is exactly what the Russians wanted done. They did it. And so this RK, is that what it is, RT? RT, is the same kind of place. They're very smart. It's not overt. It just keeps coming at you. So if you're taking that in, eventually, right, they get in your head and make a person who belongs to the ACLU actually vote for Donald Trump because they think she somehow nefariously rigged the nominating process to prevent Bernie Sanders from getting the nomination. I mean, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, Whatever. So, yeah. I hear you. I'm. I, I maybe I'll look to see what that. I. I don't want to. I. I don't want to see. But if anyone you know is watching that, just clue them in to who's behind it. And if they wanna, if they wanna be pawns in Putin's pocket, uh, go ahead and keep watching RT. Oh yeah, you gotta watch yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. Hey, thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 Um. Yeah, Chris sends me a piece about how, yeah, yet another Russian journalist who was investigating something Putin didn't want investigated has been killed. And this was in Africa. They go, doesn't matter. I mean, what? Right? Right? They kill in England. They kill in Africa. They kill their people wherever they need to kill them. Um, wow. Okay, uh, what else we got here? Ugh! Boy, did this not make my day. Um, Paul Ryan, the uh, so-called Speaker of the House, apparently was on that show, Louis Gates, a television show that PBS has called Finding Your Roots. And he has celebrities usually actors and stuff on and and then he does you know genealogical studies and finds out uh, things that they did not know about their ancestry and uh, I guess Paul Ryan this hasn't aired yet but Paul Ryan has found out that 3% of his genetic makeup is Ashkenazi Jew. First of all, as a Jew, as a 97% Ashkenazi Jew, I want to say right here, that doesn't make you one of us. We don't want you, and you're lucky you got 3%, but F you. Uh Uh-uh. You just stick to your uh, Catholicism, buddy boy. Uh, Gates said you could have knocked him over with a feather. 
It turns out that it looks like someone on his mother's German side uh, slept with a, a Jewish guy. Oh, my. And they believe this was back in 1500-something. Slept with or raped? That's what I want to know. Who? Jeez. Uh, anyway, there you have it. Uh, Paul Ryan uh, now being able to say that he's, uh, yeah. So Jews, as I said, I was saying yesterday how when you're a member of a small group, and Jews are a very small group, when you feel, yeah, like you guard yourself, and this is not happy news for Jews. And that was apparent because as soon as this news came out, uh, the internet went crazy. Um, here's uh, one. Michael Chabon's, uh, Chabon's uh, wife, Ayelet Waldman, said, I'm sorry, but no, we don't want him. <laughs> we don't want him. Uh, speaks for me. And then she said, Jews, let's take up a collection and refund them is 3%. Here's another Jewish woman tweeting, Paul Ryan, haven't us Jews been through enough? Here's another, hey, Ryan, I invite you to read up on Jewish values because you've got a lot of ground to make up. Okay, so this is bad. Uh, I mean, he's not... Obviously, he's not Jewish, so, but even having any. Although those Ashkenazi Jews got around because, uh, you know, there's a phrase, the wandering Jew. There's, in fact, a plant, the wandering Jew. Um, and I, uh, this became clear when uh, I had my uh, genetics done, and uh, so did my son. And my son is... Uh, mostly Native American. He's 53% uh, Native American. That would be South American Native. Um, but, man, I, he, by virtue of being a Native American, has in his blood all the things that happen to Native American populations. So uh, you, you look at his DNA, and man, it's a map of uh, the world. One of the reasons I suppose he's so beautiful. And they put it in, you know, so there's African and there's Asian and there's European and there's blah, 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 this and that. And at the end of his, of his readout that you get from 23andMe, the smallest, the last drop that they could identify, and they don't always identify all of you. They, there's some things that are like, oh, um, after the Native American, after the Northern African, after the Middle Eastern, after the uh, Spanish, after the uh, Asian and Pacific Islander, after all of this input into my son's uh, genetics, the last one in was point. Oh, one percent Ashkenazi Jew. <laughs> wow! That's why you were bar mitzvahed. See? You're 0.01%. <laughs> 
0.01 Ashkenazi Jew. I mean, the only other two things I have in me, I don't have even 3% of anything else. Um, I got a little bit of Swede, and I've got also Kirk, I want to say Kirk Cook, but that's that Iraqi city, right, isn't it? Or Afghanistan, I can't keep it, I can't keep our wars straight anymore and the geography I've learned from them. But there's a Siberian nomadic tribe that is the other bit of genetics I have. It's fascinating stuff if you haven't uh, ever done it. It really is. It really is. Um, Tom Hartman is on RT now. Jeff is telling me. You're kidding. You are kidding. So this makes sense that the Ruskies scarf up people on the left who are very comfortable pointing out America's failings. Um, wow. So I don't see where that article is, but Tom Hartman, really. I mean, I say that just because... Um, Tom Hartman used to come on after me on um, when I was over at WPTT doing radio. And when WPTT, I think, decided to change formats, he, of course, was going to lose that outlet uh, in Pittsburgh. And he called me and said, you know, uh, where should we... Uh, what are you going to do? Do you want to, you know, he was scrambling to figure out what to do. Um, I was not interested in whatever it was he wanted to do. I said, I don't give a damn. I'll just wander around here in Pittsburgh. Um, so, that he went to RT. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, lefties. Isn't that interesting? Schultz, too. Okay, so somebody has sent me. Larry King is also with RT. <laughs> well, well, you know what? They, they're paying these people. Now, people of a leftish persuasion can't get jobs in American radio anymore. It's all conservative all the time, pretty much. So, again, I, these Russians are pretty damn smart. It says here, somebody sent me the Wikipedia link, thank you. RT America is a channel, TV channel based in Washington, and it's part of a global network based in Russia and funded by the Russian government. Now, I got to tell you, I'm sorry. If something's funded by the Russian government, anybody who takes a job and gets paid by the Russian government, you want an enemy of the people? That's an enemy of the people. 
to me. It has studios and bureaus in New York, Miami, and L.A. Focuses on covering news from a Russian perspective. Programs are hosted by American journalists who, desperate for jobs, I guess, will take them. Yeah, so they do a lot of lefty things. I can see we're a lot of lefty people, so they do a lot of corruption in American politics, uh, growing wealth inequality, uh, environmental issues. Wow. The channel is registered as a foreign agent with the United States Department of Justice Uh, the United States intelligence community characterizes RT as, quote, the Kremlin's principal <coughs> international propaganda outlet. Wow. So there you have it. Um, so they've got Larry King. They got Snowden. They got Jesse Ventura, Ed Schultz, now dead. And I'm not seeing on this um, uh, Tom Glenn Greenwald. Oh, said that American media's media love to mock Russian media, especially RT, as being a source of shameless pro-Putin propaganda. Uh, and he doesn't agree. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald has gotten in Russians, Russia's pocket, too, um, with Snowden. I, I really do feel that way. You might not. Uh, wow. So, there you have it. Anyway, uh, disgusting. It's friggin' owned by the Russian effing government. As is Donald Trump. As is, I mean, you want to be owned too? Yeah, then let them pour their poison in your ear. Dear God in heaven. What time we got? Okay. Um, I was mentioning yesterday about Trump's extraordinary success in remaking the federal judiciary. There was another piece on this in uh, the New York Times today because they've got an, uh, they they signed off on another. Uh, federal judge yesterday bringing the total, Jesus, um, there are 167 positions on the, on the f appeal, federal appeals courts nationwide. Trump, who's been in office less than two years, 
will now be responsible for one out of every seven of those judges. These are life terms. His judges are also younger than any prior judges. He looks for them pretty much out of utero. They also comprise people who the American Bar Association have rated not qualified. They include um, Judge Kyle Duncan, who was confirmed this year, who once wrote that the Supreme Court decision establishing a constitutional right to same-sex marriage, quote, imperils civic peace. He's now got a life, that judge now is a lifetime appointment as a federal judge. There are 10 more federal judges that he's nominated that are just getting, see, they just need a, they need 51 votes and they got them. And with McCain out, they still got it with the vice president. Um, they're just ticking these off. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're qualified. It doesn't matter. It only matters that they're politically correct in terms of the GOP. They are all white. Every single cotton-picking one of them. And the vast majority are men. And that's not even mentioning what happens when Kavanaugh gets on the Supreme Court. You know, it's over. It's pretty much over, Dan. Mm -hmm. What did I have here? You know, these, these, these guns, these, uh, it, it's beyond belief. Okay, so the gun stuff, the push for the 3D web, make your own gun at home thing. Um, y y I'm sure you're aware that a, a federal judge uh, temporarily <coughs> put a halt to these uh, blueprints being printed online. I mean, which confuses me because my understanding is they're already out there. Not all of them, but there are these blueprints for how to make already out there. They've been out there for years. Um, here, you know, I would imagine the NRA is not happy about this, right? Because if people can print their own, they're not buying from the NRA's clientele, the gun manufacturer. But the NRA has been saying, ah, and I, you know, these, they don't worry about these things. Listen to this. Here is a, here's a quote from a firearms consultant. You can 3D print a pistol. It'll fire a few rounds through the barrel, and after that, it's just going to break. They say these, the, the materials just aren't strong enough to produce a reliable firearm. Okay, fine. So they're poo-pooing us by saying, yeah, you can print the thing. 
and then you can fire it once. You can maybe fire it a second time. Who knows? You might get lucky, fire it a third. So what's the big deal? Well, <laughs> the big deal is, obviously, you fire it once, you could kill somebody, right? You fire it twice, you could kill somebody else. I mean, these guys now think if a gun can't, you know, put out 8,000 bullets a second, that it's hardly a gun, it's like a pea shooter. Um, the guy behind this is really a repulsive character named Cody Wilson. He's a anarchist slash libertarian and a real gun lover. Um, Wired Magazine called him one of the ten most dangerous uh, people in the world. He made <laughs> he made the list along with. Uh, uh, Assad of Syria and the president of, of Egypt. Uh, white supremacists love this guy. He has a crowd he has a crowdfunding site that is used by neo-Nazi groups. Uh, it's how they raise money for their lovely event in, in Charlottesville uh, last year. So I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, at first I, I didn't even understand this 3D stuff. I mean, talking about printing a three-dimensional object, but I'm getting a little more aware. You know, when the the 3D printer that a company that leased this guy um, his his machinery found out what he was doing with it, they demanded it back. Uh, but that hasn't made much of a difference, has it? Uh, YouTube has pulled his promotional videos. Um, he, Indiegogo, canceled his crowdfunding campaign. Um, so he's got so many people against him, he's still able to keep going. He turned to Bitcoin then. And he made his own crowdfunding uh, group called Hatrian, or I'd like to call it Hatrian. Um, so there's not much that's going to probably stop this guy. And as I said, it's it's already out there. It is. What a world. So, heading back to um, that sad, sad, sad story, which I've not seen an update of, of the orca off the coast of Washington State, whose newborn died just hours after birth, um, and that the orca was seen carrying that dead baby around on her head for days and days and days, not allowing the baby to fall into the ocean and go. I told that story, and uh, Lynn wrote, you know, she just read Rachel Carson's book, The Sea Around Us, and uh, 
fit right into the story about these whales now very, very, very much endangered by what we've done to the oceans. And and Lynn, having read Rachel Carson's book, long before we did to the oceans what we've done now since her death, um, when I told you that just 13% of the oceans that cover the world, that cover this globe, are... N considered now still wild, in other words, not totally polluted, which is to say 87% of our oceans are dumps now. They might look like oceans, they're dumps. And Lynn writes this, The seas, as vast as they are, are in peril, as you know. Most alarming, and this I've read about too, and this is so unbelievable, most alarming is the pervasive plastic in the water and the motion of the oceans rubs those plastic particles, keeps hitting those plastic particles and rubs them down into tiny, tiny, tiny little plastic bits. You could say, well, that's good, isn't it? No, it's not. Because sea life then ingest these tiny little bits of plastic. And those tiny little bits of plastic clog up their intestines. They kill them. <coughs> they poison them. Okay? And that plastic moves up the food chain as well as one fish that has consumed these plastic bits is eaten by another bigger fish, which by ingesting that little fish takes in the plastic and bigger and bigger and bigger and the big fish have the plastic themselves anyway too but it is said and I just read something about it in Costa Rica the plastic that washes up on the beaches there is just unbelievable it is said that on certain beaches of the world the beaches are now multicolored So you don't have white sand, you don't have tan sand, you have what looks like a rainbow of sand, and that is because of these tiny bits of plastic washing ashore, mixing with the sand particles. Also, you haul a fish out of the ocean, if you're a fisher person, and you cut that fish open, you will invariably find plastic in their digestive systems. And also, you will find this plastic in the digestive systems of birds who eat the fish.
So I don't know why. I don't, what does it take for we humans to wake up to what we are doing? I mean, I think it's quite clear we'll wake up t way too late. It may already be too too late. And I, we are the most destructive animal by far. There is not another animal anywhere near us. We ravage and pillage and rape this world. We destroy its natural resources, its flora, its fauna. We wipe out most of the life on the planet. And we think that we are some kind of a gift from some kind of a god? I would ask you all, this is why I am not a believer, I would ask you all, if God is so all-knowing, hmm, why would God create this despicable, destructive force. If he's all-knowing, he doesn't matter, doesn't exist. If he's all-knowing, wouldn't he have known? What a disappointment we'd be. Hmm? If this is his greatest creation, I mean, I would argue that nature, the other animals are. When he came up with us, that was the big mistake. And don't tell me, well, we're capable of good. Yes, we are. But it is quite clear to me, with knowledge now that we have of what we are doing to our environment and the environment of all other living things, simply because we can, simply because we want to satisfy our desires, our needs. We're despicable. I really feel that. I know on an individual level we can be very nice. I know we can create great art and music, literature, dance. We have the capacity to appreciate 
the glory of nature around us. But not enough of us. Not enough of us. Norween quickly adds, this, those small bits of plastic are also in the natural sea salt that we consume. Well, there goes the sea salt. I'm not doing that anymore. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that, Noreen. <laughs> I hate to be a bummer, but, you know, guys, come on. Let's, let's be, uh, let's own it. All right, again, as I said, no, uh, no show tomorrow. Sorry about that. That was not something I was aware of until yesterday. No show tomorrow. Got to get this testing done um, at the hospital. But uh, I'll be back on Friday. Unless I so flunk that test that I end up like in uh, an operating room somewhere, okay? Um, if I'm not here Friday, uh, send flowers. Bye! Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.